I don't think you realize what you've walked into. Mark my words, that mother is going down. Murder that dude, bro. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Beautiful Boxing Podcast. As always, you know, this is a place to come for the best insights in boxing. As you've just heard from the intro, there's only one place to start. I'd like to touch on some other topics today if we get time. But if you don't get time, the focus of the discussion is going to be the KSI versus Logan Paul rematch. And the strange thing is, I'm in favor of it. I'm completely on board with this. I'm 100% in favor you want to know why? These two guys have done it on their own. Right? They're, they're not really connected to boxing. They, you know, they're YouTube celebrities. What is it? 40 million subscribers between them. They're internet powerhouses. And what they've said is we can resolve our problems through boxing. The same powerful message we use for why boxing is good in the community. So... Morally, I don't want to make that distinction to say they shouldn't be part of the boxing family. Now, should they be putting on their own shows? They have every right to. They don't need the boxing community to put on a boxing show and make money. They've shown that. You know, so all this fuss about, oh, it's not good for the sport. It's neither good nor bad. It's good for them. And that's what they exist to do. Where I am uncomfortable is when the sleaze factor comes into it. That's what I feel really uncomfortable about. And when I say sleaze factor, it can only mean one thing, guys, as you well know. When money's know, involved, I, you know. It's not even the money, you know. It's like, one, I thought, who are these two guys? Like, what? Well, I'm not a fan of almost like white-collar celebrity boxing. Then I saw they're in great shape. Then I saw, actually, the fight was pretty decent. Then I saw the sold-out arena. Then I saw the 1.4 million pay-per-view buys. And then, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen for me to get involved in this fight. Because, you know, when you talk about, it's really my credibility, but it, this game ain't to play, you know? So if you want to do it, do it properly, you know, with certain rules in place. But I can't ignore it, you know? I can't ignore the numbers. I can't ignore the new audience that it can potentially bring into the sport. It won't be a white collar night of boxing. It'll be a world championship night of boxing. But with a new audience, with a sold out arena, and with some very interesting twists. Eddie. What an absolute fucking fool. What an absolute tool Eddie Hearn is. All the respect you have for Logan Paul and KSI for hustling and building this themselves and actually marketing a boxing bout in a way we hadn't seen before is now sabotaged by, by this slimy bastard sticking his nose in. And the thing is, you know it's just going to be cringeworthy now. 
before it was like, who are these idiots? Now it's just super cringeworthy because Hearn's involved and he's sticking his nose in. So why is Hearn involved? Let's be honest. He realizes his DAZN project struggling, and his DAZN project struggling because its very aim was to increase the penetration of boxing in the U.S. market. That is what he was brought in to do. And all that's happened with Eddie Hearn actually is he's become a real lightning conductor, a real lightning rod for dislike, mistrust, and disrespect. When I talk to my friends in America, they love the fact that Hearn's paying people and that Hearn model is strong in the sense that at least you get paid what he says he's going to pay you. But he can't get you the fights. Like, Billy Joe Saunders is fighting Coco the Clown. Supposedly on the undercard of this. Well, it's not Coco the Clown, but I don't know and I don't care who Billy Joe Saunders is fighting. For God's sake, it's Billy Joe Saunders. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about Canelo, Callum Smith, Golovkin for Billy Joe Saunders. And then we just get fucking Coco the Clown. And I, I don't really understand the logic behind that. But then it said he Hearn. So I do understand that he's struggling. And what Hearn can't do is let the revenue generated by KSI and Logan Paul, self-generated, self-created revenue, he can't let that just float around in the ether. He has to book it to something boxing-related, and that's his DAZN show. I guess it works for the, for the two protagonists, mainly because it gives legitimacy. So they can actually say to their fan base, look, they're going to be real boxers on here. That's how you know it's a real professional night of boxing. It's not just two people you really like on the internet just swinging at each other, which it was in the first fight. The first fight was kind of sloppy and amateurish, but I liked it because they had a go, number one. And number two, it was longer than three rounds. So credit to those guys for putting the work in. And I've spoken to Vidal Riley, and they've done the work. Like, they train. It's not a joke. They train. So, But I still feel slightly uncomfortable that it has Hearn's fingerprints all over it because I quite like the hooligan spirit of we're going to do it outside of the system and now Hearn has gone, right, we'll get you in the system. But he doesn't offer anything. He offers an undercard. But to be fair, you could have got Steve Goodwin to do the undercard on this. No, Not being disrespectful to Steve, but Steve could have done it. Any promoter could have done this undercard and it would have had the same effect. So to get Hearn on board, I think cheapens the product. I think getting Hearn on board is a step backwards for these guys because they were taking boxing in a whole different direction and we had a question to answer. Are we going to get on board with that or are we going to keep resisting it and people end up not getting paid and boxers end up not eating? Because I'm 110% confident KSI and Logan Paul will eat well off this, better than most boxers. Because we've just seen the whole palaver with Callum Smith, Joe Gallagher and trying to get career-defining fights. These guys are just doing it themselves, and that's the lesson to everyone. If Gallagher's not getting the fights, he might just have to do it himself. He's made a lot of money in boxing. Just put the purse up and say, look, Callum will fight someone. We'll put money up. And if he really believes in his man, he'll make the money back. But let's take a step back. KSI, Logan Paul, they're not Joe Fournier. They're not trying to buy themselves world title belts. They're not trying to buy legitimacy in the world of boxing. 
What they're trying to do is legitimize an event for their fan base. They don't care about boxing fans. They have no interest in boxing fans. The boxing market is too small for these guys. It's ridiculously small. And they know that. And so they've, they've gone so broad in terms of their appeal that it doesn't matter what I think and it doesn't matter what the internet thinks. It doesn't matter what Twitter thinks from a boxing perspective. It really doesn't. They're going to make their money anyway. So let's be sensible. If you're a manager of a fighter, right now you're trying to get on that undercard. If you need exposure, you're trying to get on that undercard. Which is why I don't understand why you need an Eddie Hearn on this. It doesn't... He's only going to put dry, crusty, washed-up guys that he can't really be bothered to put the effort in for. And he's just going to whack those on the undercard. When what we would have wanted is some young, hungry guys prepared to to do what Logan Paul and KSI are doing, you know, resolve grudges, that would have been good. To have a Conor Ben on there against a Josh Kelly, that would have strengthened the card. There's probably money for that. Those sorts of grudges, resolving those kinds of grudges is kind of what this card should have been about. But once again, Hearn's got his head up his ass and all Hearn cares about is getting those numbers for DAZN. That's all he cares about. And fair enough, the man is shameless in what he does, and that's his stock in trade. He's, he's, a, he's a walking billboard, he's a salesman, he, he's in his professional life, I can't talk about his personal life, in his professional life, he's a vacuous, amoral scumbag. Let's be absolutely clear about this. He may be a great father and a great husband and a great friend, and I can believe that, but professionally, you know, professionally, the, guy, the guy's a war criminal. That's how I would describe him. But ultimately what this represents is this represents two stars boxing that Hearn hasn't created and Hearn can't create because he doesn't know how to do this social media phenomenon thing. He doesn't. Hearn's a brute force guy. Put me in front of a camera. Let me get interviewed by my mates or people I control and let's get that out. And then in turn they boost their numbers. So it creates this impression that boxing's bigger than it is. KSI and Logan Paul are bigger than boxing. Apart from three or four fights, that's probably, it might be the fourth or fifth biggest fight this year. And that tells you how poor the state of boxing is. And why is it? Because of guys like Eddie Hearn not making the fights. This, Wilder Fury, not Wilder Fury. Well, Wilder Fury did happen. Wilder Joshua, Fury Joshua. All fights that Hearn doesn't want to make because the numbers aren't in his favour. And that's the difference. KSI, Logan Paul, they just do the numbers and go, well, if we just split it, we'll all both put the work in, let's split it, bang. From a business perspective, it makes perfect sense. They're going to be wealthy men. They're going to be well-known men and they're going to transcend their internet fan base into a sports fan base, which may not be incrementally fantastic, but it's an important step for them in terms of legitimizing these things that they do, which are essentially stunts. In contrast, year after year, we sit and we hear this nonsense about people selling out two million pay-per-views and this guy's an Olympian and that guy's an Olympian and this guy has potential and Hearn keeps feeding us the same bullshit. And in parallel, these guys are just building it themselves. And it's a challenge to young boxers out there. Why, why are they not doing this? Why are they not investing in themselves the same way KSI and Logan Paul do? I've met KSI. He's not you know, he's not born into Bill Gates' money. He's a kid who's got two brain cells that can, he can rub together and he can hustle. 
And that's all he's done. He's just hustled and he's pushed until he's built this profile. Until people are interested in his online life. His virtual life is a commodity. And he's exploiting that. And now Hearn wants to get in on it because this is something he's struggled to create his whole career. And it's the very thing he's tried to create. It's this artificial kind of slash WWE reality TV. The only way is Essex mixed with the reality of boxing. And he's failed because boxing doesn't allow that. All these times, let these fights marinate. These guys are just jumping straight back in there. They're making their money. And this is a lesson for boxing. So then what you get is you get the traditionalists and you get the Twitterati telling you, oh, this isn't really boxing. Jesus Christ, these two are better than some of the shit that's on the small hall circuit. You, know, you run through that Goodwin roster, rank them from 1 to 352. You'd put KSI Logan Paul in the top 30 of those. Of all the fighters Goodwin manages or promotes, KSI and Logan Paul would be in the top 30. That is how bad that stable is. That is how bad small hall boxing is. So we have no moral right to tell people that these guys aren't worthy of headlining anything because we've accepted so much rubbish. Generation after generation, we've allowed the standard of boxing to fall to the point now where this is acceptable. And until we start putting on big fights, strong cards, at a price point that people are happy with, these guys are going to clean up because they love the authenticity. There's a real rivalry there. Let these two guys duke it out. That should be every fight in boxing. We're bored of these learning fights. We're bored of guys having 20 fights where you have to explain to me that a Latvian binman is there to test this guy when the Latvian binman's not. He's there so he can work next week as well. And so this is the world in which KSI and Logan Paul find themselves in where the boxing product's been debased by men like Eddie Hearn, the prime example of it, to the point where the bar is so low that they are a credible fight. And now Eddie Hearn seeks to exploit that, which will further reduce the intrinsic challenge of being a boxer. Now, I don't care anymore, because however you want to make your money in this game, make your money. And if you're a smart person, you'll study what these guys are doing and you'll apply it to what you do. It's an indictment on lazy boxers, boxers who don't invest an hour of their day into their social media and instead use Instagram to just harass women. That's all they do. They harass women with these stupid DMs like, hi, I'm a boxer. Can I have your number? I want to WhatsApp you. And they're WhatsApping dick pics. And some of these dick pics, man, women are outing them. They get sent to me. If you're a boxer out there and you're moving crazy, women will send that to me because they want these guys aired out. And that's what you're doing on social media. You're not engaging with your fans. You're not getting your fans to buy tickets. You're lazy. Logan Paul and KSI are not lazy. Boxers are lazy. And they're upset that this shit doesn't fall into their lap. Callum Smith is upset that fights don't fall into his lap. But he does nothing to justify why he's relevant to the fans. No one cares who Callum Smith is. I care more about KSI than I do about Callum Smith. And that is why I'm okay with this fight happening. In terms of training, well, people say, oh, the, but these guys have been at this for about two or three years now. And if they were amateurs, at this point now, there'd be about six or seven bouts into their career, maybe even ten. They'd have done a Haringey box cup or two. These guys know what the hell they're doing. It's not like you could just dig up any old novice amateur that, and then they'd give these two a hiding. I don't believe that's true. So now let's have some respect for them. And, you know, 
I'm, I definitely believe that they're going to take this more seriously than some boxers take their training. And they've got the advantage of the finances to do it. Fair enough. And they've assembled strong teams. You know, KSI is honest about that. Training then. So who's training you at the minute? So right now, uh, Vidal, Vidal Riley. Uh, a lot of my fans know. A lot of people know about him. And uh, Leon Williams is also training me doing SNC. Yeah. So it's but, the same kind of team. Yeah. Kind of things. But uh, I'm going to be going to uh, Vegas uh, a few weeks before the fight to train with uh, a few of the Mayweathers, etc. So. Yeah. so you feel like that's the winning formula, Vidal and Leon? Yeah, yeah. And then especially going to Vegas and then training hard there as well. Yeah, I think that's definitely the formula. I'm a big fan of Vidal Riley. I think Vidal Riley's a hell of a boxer, hell of a talent. So having him on the training team is only beneficial and adds authenticity. Leon Solid Williams in the training team? That's a British cruiserweight champion. That's a guy that if, if he was still pro now, he'd be on Goodwin's roster. And Goodwin would be making him fight Dion Juma and Wadi Camacho. And he'd be telling us how great Leon is. But Leon's a great personal trainer. He's a great human being. He has great energy. You know, slightly biased because he's an ex-Fitzroy Lodge guy. But you know when you've got someone like Leon Williams on board, it's authentic. And the training is going to be real. There'll be no joke. So then going to Vegas and training with the Mayweathers. It goes to show how on board boxing is with this. That the Mayweathers are involved. They understand what money is. And they understand what building a profile is. Now, there's, there, there are no downsides to this fight. Because unlike Sam Jones, I don't believe there's a trickle-down effect. I don't believe that these guys are going to create new revenue streams for boxing. I believe the... The tweenies and the kids and the people too old to be involved in the tween scene. Once they've seen this fight, they're not going to care about boxing. They're not going to care about Billy Joe. They're not going to care about anyone. There's no carryover. This is a very distinct audience that doesn't like the culture around boxing. It doesn't like the people, doesn't like the culture, doesn't like the violence around it. But they love Logan Paul and KSI. And so they view this. They see this. As just two men settling a disagreement. It's not the misogynistic, beer-swilling, overly aggressive, violent culture that surrounds boxing. It's not. So we're not going to attract these fans. And that's what's going to make Hearn sick to his stomach. The, the Logan Paul KSI ship is not for boxing. Boxing is for the Logan Paul KSI ship. But they don't need boxing. These guys could be racing Formula 1 cars. The same audience will follow them. Bear in mind, for years, we were happy with Soccer Aid. We'd watch Soccer Aid. We'd watch Gordon Ramsay at 50 years old playing football, Paul Gascoigne, and all these other decrepit old men playing football. We'd watch that in the, in the guise of charity. We never said these guys aren't good enough. We never said these white-collar footballers. We just said, no, nah, it's a bit of a friendly. And that's what this fight ultimately is. There's no sense in getting too deep into it. There's no sense in getting overly obsessed with it. The reality actually is, it's a boxing friendly. That's what it is. And we should enjoy it as such. And hopefully it's an amazing event, an amazing occasion. And what it does is it shows boxing. Look at what's possible. If you sort out the, the toxic culture in the sport, this culture, not only of the fans and of boxing Twitter, which is absolutely toxic, but of the promoters themselves, the promoters and the managers who, who drain the sport of any credibility just to maximize revenue for their fighters. It's absolutely disgraceful. 
So right now, I'm more on board with Logan Paul KSI than I am with a lot of what's going on in boxing. Now, people are surprised because they know I'm anti-white collar boxing. Well, not anti, but I'm skeptical about it. But these guys have moved beyond all of that. And they've said, look, there's a stratosphere here that we've created ourselves with the help of other parties. But, you know, we've ultimately driven it. Get on board or get out the way. You know, this is a rare privilege where I get to actually hit my 20-minute limit so I can actually say to you guys, look, thanks for tuning in. I was going to touch on some other things like Huey Fury and so forth. Tweet me if you want, to, if you want me to touch on anything because I'd like to do like a compilation. Just do 20 to 30 minutes and talk about some of the issues in boxing. So anyone that wants to just tweet me, DM me, stuff you want me to talk about, and I'll jump on board with that. But this was just a quick one because I just wanted to share my views on it. And I was going to say, look, as always, at Highfield Boxing on Instagram, at Highfield Boxing on Twitter. Get in touch, like, share, and just make sure people listen because this will hopefully be one of those podcasts where people go, look, we get, a, we get an honest interpretation. It might not be factually correct all the time. We try, but it will be an honest interpretation. You know, no spin, no games, nothing. Finally, remember September 27th, Royal Albert Hall, Jonathan Pilata. I mean, Denzel Bentley as well. Get those tickets, get involved. It's the best venue to watch boxing, I promise you. If you were disappointed by the O2, you will not be disappointed by the Royal Albert Hall, trust me. Thanks, guys, and take care.